Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, the 10th day of the first month of the 2024th year of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today with our prayer of consecration. In fact, why don't we begin with with a little chorus this morning that would just bring our mind and our heart together, create this posture of beholding. You know, beholding the Lord is where hearing and seeing kind of meet up in the heart and our perception opens from our inmost being. So let's sing that chorus we know, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Let's sing it again. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim. In the light of His glory and grace. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body to you as a living sacrifice. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, The Prayer of Attention. And our text is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. Hear now the word of the Lord. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed, 
only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The Word of the Lord Now consider this. Have you noticed how sometimes all we have learned about a particular subject can get in the way of what we most need to know about it? I find prayer can be this way. The many things so easily get in the way of the only necessary thing. All the stuff about how to do something right or better so readily gets in the way of what the thing even is. I sketched out another free verse desert wisdom poem the other day that gets at what I'm trying to say here. In sports, as in life, there is the game, and then there is all the stuff. Take baseball, for instance. There's the ball, and then there's the bat. So easy to put all the focus on the bat what it is made of, or worse, its brand, its length, handle, grip, balance, swing ability, break ability. And then there's the matter of what famous player uses the bat, and what about their batting average or home run count? And we haven't even gotten into the myriad nuances of how to swing this bat like Babe Ruth or Austin Riley. That's how it so readily goes with faith and prayer and the whole religious-industrial complex. It's funny, though. Keep your eye on the bat, said no one ever. That's why we'll keep bringing back our working definition of prayer. Prayer is the lifelong process of becoming a peculiar kind of person who learns to exercise a particular kind of power for the good of the world and the glory of God. Yesterday, we sat in the seats of two blind men by the side of the road on the outskirts of Jericho, and all of the throngs of people, they were singled out as peculiar kind of people. Today we go to Bethany with our prayer teacher to visit two sisters. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. One of these sisters is not like the other. Mary is a peculiar kind of person. Mary had her eye on the ball. Martha, not so much. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And before anyone starts defending Martha and reminding us Jesus brought twelve uninvited guests for dinner and this food was not going to cook itself, let's remember the real issue. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. 
The problem was not Martha's attention to preparing the meal. She was not even paying attention to the meal. She was distracted. Martha had her eyes on Mary. Said another way, she was focused on the bat. Keep your eye on the ball now as the master pitcher winds up. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Like us, Martha was worried and upset about many things. I'm sure Mary was too. Mary was becoming a peculiar kind of person, though. She had found her way to the feet of Jesus and taken her seat there. Mary was not paying attention. She had become attention. The Prayer of Attention Lord Jesus, teach us to pray. I am worried and upset about many things. I want to learn to pray, but I tend to focus on all the wrong things. In fact, even focusing on prayer is the wrong thing. I see you pointing to a spot on the floor, down on the front row, right in front of you. Surely that can't be my seat. I'm more comfortable in the back row, where I have easy access to the door and can keep an eye on my phone. Wait, you want me to check my phone at the door? Okay, I get it. You aren't inviting me into a school of prayer. You're calling me into the house of prayer. You're welcoming me into the house of love where you become life and prayer becomes breath. All of this feels uncomfortable to me, so I'm prone to consider it wrong. But I will come to you, Jesus. I will come. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The question. Does this feel uncomfortable to you? Would you like it to be more straightforward? Maybe with an outline and some blanks to fill in with answers. So, what are you worried and upset about? Are you ready to leave distractions behind and become attention? Are you ready to become one of these peculiar kinds of people? Even a righteous person? the kind of person whose prayers are powerful and effective? In the hymn today, for our hymn, we're going to sing one that you know by heart, probably. What a friend we have in Jesus. It's hymn number 116 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. What a friend we have in Jesus. One, one, six. We'll sing all three verses. What a friend we have in Jesus. 
all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find us solace there. Amen. That is, that is one of the great ones, isn't it? All our sins and griefs, trials and temptations, trouble, weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care. And that kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Martha, Martha, you are distracted by so many. You're worried and upset, he said, about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. You know, and that's that's the interesting thing about this story. It's easy to think, kind of miss it just a little bit and think this is a story about prayer. And again, we can get our eye off the ball and onto the bat. This is a story about Jesus and getting our eyes on him. You see, that's the secret. It's not about prayer. It's about Jesus. And as we get our eyes on him, as he opens the eyes of our heart, as our as we began, as we can come to this place of beholding him, this spirit-empowered place of attention, that's when we actually start to pray. That's when our spirit recognizes him. That's when our inmost being starts to pray. Yeah, I think you get my point there. That's the kind of thing I'm trying to, or at least that's what the Lord may be teaching me. 
as I'm beginning to work out this little short series we're in on prayer. I think we'll get to talk about fasting next week. I'm learning a lot. Well, gang, I appreciate all the good feedback I got yesterday on my dad singing with me, and I'm going to get him to sing some more. I think he enjoyed that, too. We'll have that to look forward to. We'll see you back here in the morning. In the meantime, we got a day ahead of us, if we're reading this in the morning. And this day will be full of people who are indeed worried and upset about many things. And so let's try to be people who have found the only necessary thing today. And it's just by virtue of our having found Him and fixed our attention on Him that we will become His answer to them because He will have been the answer Himself through us, right? So let's go out with that thought today, that swing thought, if you will, picking up the baseball metaphor. And I will be looking for you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.